Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. I guess you could see by my costume that I am coming at you as a donut-eating conservative talk radio show host today. Maybe I should have come as a stick of dynamite, but honestly, Halloween ain't my holiday, babies. Um, I think I've dressed up maybe since I was a kid, of course. Um, well, when I was a, and when I was a kid, all I cared about was throw a sheet over my head, cut some eye holes out, give me a pillowcase so I can go door to door for some candy. Okay, I mean it was never about the costume for me, as y'all know with me and my sweet tooth, it's always about the sugar. But anyway, um, pleased to have you all here with me, whether you, whether or not you are in costume or whatever you're going as today. I'm happy that brings me to my partner in crime here in the studio, DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. A nice, creepy intro to DJ Carrot Sticks, who's actually dressed as Homer Simpson today, not as a carrot stick. Um, Glad that we can keep it a little bit lighthearted because, you know, I'm actually coming at you aggravated today. I am actually calling for something that you hear the liberals call for, justice reform. Isn't that what we hear about all the time from the liberals? Justice reform. That's why I think so many of these bozo NFL players, at least they think that's what they're taking a knee for, supposedly taking a knee for. Um, That was actually a huge part of Hillary Clinton's campaign and something we heard about for eight years. Obama yammered about justice reform. But But the Justice Department itself, our justice system, is something that I don't talk about it a huge amount, but actually it's one of the things that I love the most about America to the point where um, what a little fun fact about Andrea, a lot of people don't know, is that I actually took the LSATs at one point, planned to go to law school and planned to be a prosecutor. My mother actually worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Orleans. She actually worked for justice uh, for many years in a variety of different offices from U.S. Attorney's Offices to working for labor law justices. Uh, judges back when we used to enforce uh, the uh, illegal hiring of of illegals here in this country. And I really wanted, I love the justice system so much in this country. Uh, it shifted over time as I became somebody who was really interested in true crime stories. Then I wanted to go to the DA's office. But I just love the idea of our justice system. I love the idea of participating in something that put the bad guys uh, behind bars for crimes that they committed against others. But I also love defense attorneys because to me, they were like the Second Amendment is the firewall against an overreaching government. Defense attorneys were and still remain. Our system isn't perfect. And, and you know, there's many defense attorneys I don't like. Um, but I love the idea of holding our government to account, to restrain an overarching and overreaching government. That's what our founders envisioned, not envisioning what the left really wants. And the left's plan for justice reform is to actually weaponize the courts in order to push their agenda and punish American citizens strictly for their political beliefs and for who they are. And that's exactly what's happening with this crazy charade known as a special special prosecutor's office with Mueller in charge. You know, and then we've got all these these 
idiots yammering that Trump should just sit back and not say anything. And of course, it's always part of the original Never Trumper crowd, right? Like from the National Review folks and and the consultant class like Karl Rove. He Trump just needs he needs to stop tweeting. He needs to stay out of it and just let justice take over. Let the justice system work. There is no justice system. Mueller got appointed not only to try to bring down, destroy, destroy the president of the United States, his family and his associates, and destroy his presidency, but also to continue a cover-up of actual crimes that were committed by the very people in charge of this investigation. And they're trying to cover it up. If there was justice in this country, we don't even need now another special prosecutor for Hillary Clinton to be held account because we, if we had justice in this country, Hillary Clinton would have already been prosecuted for the felonies that she committed involving the felonious email scheme, but she hasn't been. Coming up with me after we take a break is the woman who actually wrote the book, and I mean the book, on the corruption in the Justice Department. It's called License to Lie. She's been on the Andrea K. Show a few times. Her name is Sydney Powell. She was the youngest U.S. attorney in America. And the most important line in this book that we're going to talk to Sydney about is when the guardians of justice become the perpetrators of injustice. Stay tuned. Uh, Sydney Powell's coming up on the Andrea K. Show. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the A.V. Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the A.V. Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Got to say hi real quick to everybody watching via Facebook Live and listening. Uh, what a great, amazing group of people you are. Hey, Dan Hare, my old friend, all my new friends like Zell and Drew. 
everybody out there. Um, I just posted a question out there. My next guest is the one and only Sydney Powell. She literally wrote the book, License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. This book is mentioned all the time as we it's become more and more and more clear to the American people about the gross injustice and corruption within, within the Justice Department. And I posted, uh, I put it out there in Facebook Live asking if anybody has a question for Ms. Powell. I only have her for about 10 minutes, so we got to, we got to make it snapola. Hey, Sydney, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks so much, Andrea. Always great to be with you. Okay, so um, both sides are kind of claiming a gotcha here. You know, the left is cl- with, with these recent um, indictments from Mueller. Uh, the left is saying, see, you know, particularly with this Papadopoulos, um, you know, the headlines all over the newspaper, people don't even bother to read what, what, what the actual indictments were. It's indictments coming out of the Russian investigation. It, so the left is looking at this and going, well, there's indictments. It must mean that the original allegations of Trump colluding with Russia, there must be some there there. And then you've got those on the right saying, hey, wait a second. Nothing that happened within these indictments have anything at all to do with the original allegations of Trump colluding with Russia. And oh, by the way, there is no crime if you collude with a foreign government, correct? <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as a crime of collusion. It would have to be a criminal conspiracy, and a criminal conspiracy requires an agreement to commit an unlawful act. So we don't have that here at all, except there are two conspiracy allegations against Mr. Manafort. They don't have anything to do with any sort of conspiracy with Russia, per se. So I don't think, though, that any either side can really claim a gotcha. I mean, this is just the very first volley out of the Mueller investigation, we can't, you know, say very much from this other than the fact that President Trump is not mentioned in the indictment at all. And what really concerns me is they've obviously gone to great lengths to comb through 10 or 15 years of Mr. Manafort's life and all his financial records and emails to come up with these charges to pin on him. And the reason they've got the conspiracy count in there is so they can go back farther than the statute of limitations would allow for any of the real offenses. Well, I'm glad you brought up the conspiracy charge, because according to Andrew McCarthy, um, you know, there has to be uh, um, it it has to have been a conspiracy born out of uh, an an initial crime um, before the money laundering. I'm not, I'm not an attorney. So, um, but yeah, that's the money laundering conspiracy. It's itself. It's not a crime to move money from one country to the other. There are certain reporting requirements, but what this indictment, uh, it alleges one, this big, you know, banner heading of conspiracy against the United States. Well, that's just the standard conspiracy charge that every prosecutor will put in every indictment humanly possible because it allows them to go a lot broader than they could have gone otherwise, and it allows them to prove a case entirely on the basis of hearsay, Mm -hmm. which is another huge problem. I mean, they could literally prove up a conversation, not with anybody who was a party to the conversation at all, but by saying what people who were parties to the conversation told someone else about it. So you're playing a telephone chain thing. God only knows how much the evidence actually resembles what happened. That's part of what happened to the defendants in the Merrill Lynch case in my book, License to Lie. Yeah, they got convicted on on pure hearsay about a five minute conversation that none of the witnesses were on. 
Well, yeah. And, you know, I don't because I only have you for 10 minutes, I don't want to get too much into each individual count. But there's, according to Andrew McCarthy, they turned one offense into two, which is abusive prosecutorial tactic that flouts, uh, and I'm quoting him here, that flouts congressional intent. Um, you know, there are many people that are saying that since the since there none of this has anything to do with the original uh, charge that was given to him, that he should have not even gone to, you know, he should have just handed it, uh, this evidence over and gone back to what he was originally supposed to be doing. But then Gregory Jarrett says, well, wait a second, the defendants now in all this case can actually go. And I wanted to get your opinion on this, that they can actually claim um that um, that Mueller's appointment violated special counsel law because the special counsel is supposed to be only in charge of investigating crimes, but the way Rosenstein wrote it up... They didn't look for anything. They're not they looking for look crimes. For. Exactly. He, he was directed to investigate any links and or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the campaign. It fails to identify any specific crimes because as I opened my interview with you, it is not a crime to, to collude with anybody. And if it was, wouldn't Hillary and the rest of them already be indicted under crimes in terms of hiring Christopher Steele, a foreigner, to actually create falsehoods that were then used to spy on an American citizen? Now that's a whole nother issue. And on top of that, that fraudulent steel dossier or whatever they want to call it might have been the basis for the FISA warrant that was used to tap Manafort and tap uh, Carter Page and God only knows who else as part of the Trump campaign, in which case the whole thing could very well be thrown out. I mean, it's just it's a can of worms. And one of the other big troubling things is the fact that Mr. Mueller was the one who delivered uranium to the Russians as part of the Uranium One mess. So he's in no position to investigate any sort of collusion with Russia. I mean, it's it's just it's fraught with problems. It is, and and it's confusing to me. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Sidney Powell, author of License to Lie: Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. And uh, the most one of the most important lines for me is on the back cover: "When the guardians of justice become the perpetrators of injustice." And that's exactly what this is. You know, in my opening monologue, I said that that you know um, the the courts have become weaponized now, and you know investigative bodies have become weaponized and used for the purpose of punishing, pushing agenda as well as punishing American citizens. And that's what I see that this is. About. And to me, one of the most infuriating aspects of this was a Jeff Sessions who recused himself simply because he had bumped up against some Russian ambassador at an at a party. You couldn't you can't walk in DC without bumping up against that guy. So then meanwhile, but then we end up with a special prosecutor who was actually a part of a cover-up of real Russian collusion and a pay-for-play scheme that involved selling off 20% of our uranium while they covered up a, a, a racketeering thing that was happening i mean it's shocking to me that this is going on in our country sydney it it really is scary and there's so many moving parts and pieces i I wish that if a special prosecutor had to be appointed that it were a group of people who were not political you know had not contributed to different campaigns or had not held government offices you know, just real lawyers <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. in a in a as neutral a humanly possible effort to 
tell the American people what the heck happened. And how is it, Let's speaking to these attorneys, I've had you on before to talk about this Weissman character and others. And I, I actually was discussing this with uh, some people at dinner last night. They were like, how is this dude, who was a part of that Arthur Anderson, Anderson uh, debacle, allowed to be a part of a special investigation involving the President of the United States? Well, that's the first thing that caused me to doubt the whole Mueller endeavor was the fact he chose Weissman, but Weissman's been his right-hand man since he was in the FBI. Um, But I'm sure he's well aware of the charges because Bill Hodes, one of the leading legal ethics experts in the country, filed a grievance against Mr. Weissman with the New York bar that got swept under the rug. Weissman was being defended against it by, by the Department of Justice because he was in the FBI at the time. And then the New York bar, after sitting on it for a few months in the middle of the night without even letting us know, sends it to Department of Justice Office of Professional Responsibility to decide the grievance. So, of course, the Department of Justice found nothing wrong with Mr. Weissman's conduct that was being defended by the Department of Justice. Well, you know, where do you see this going? You know, everybody's trying to, you know, I'm listening to Rush Limbaugh on the way in this morning, and he's saying that, you know, uh, you know, for Mueller to come out with this, Mueller, it, 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 which is just lowball, it means he's got nothing and this is going nowhere, and which would kind of lend credence to the people that are saying Trump just needs to back off and let it happen and he'll end up okay. Then there's others that are saying, like Alan Dershowitz, who's saying, to me, th- this man is never going to stop until he somehow, some way, finds something he can use to destroy President Trump, and if not criminally, at least to destroy and dismantle his presidency. And I believe that's the end game. How, read the tea leaves for us with your, with your experience and your background and knowing the players. Well, I certainly think it's going to go on a whole lot longer. I mean, he's moving with greater speed than, than some prior special counsel have, but I'm very concerned that it's going to go on a long time. This is by no means the end of it. It's barely the beginning. I'm sure of that. And I've questioned from the beginning if it isn't to impugn and impair the entire Trump presidency. I mean, Rosenstein, who appointed Mueller, and Mueller and Comey and Andrew Weissman all go pretty far back together, including as far back, I think, as parts of the Uranium One mess. Well, yeah, they're so, all, they're, there's all that collusion going on with them. And we now even know that President Obama and his, um, I can't even remember the name of the group, paid 900 thousand dollars for the dossier. I mean, there, there's so much actual crimes and collusions that's being overlooked and not being... I, I'm somebody that do... I love our justice system in this country and, and believe in it. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah, and I believe in holding everybody accountable. When Hillary Clinton used the excuse of Colin Powell, well, he did the same thing I said, then lock him up too, because I, I believe in equal justice under the law and that yes. nobody should be too big to jail. And we, we have no system of justice in this, in this country. When we have elected officials, they get to actually walk away scot-free committing crimes while the courts then seek out to try to destroy other Americans for nothing. And that's exactly. where we're at. And it's very disturbing to me as an American citizen to see this go down and to see so many in the media and the left that are happy to see the courts uh, being used to destroy American citizens and lives. And it's just a really scary place to be. Wrap it up for us in a minute uh, with the minute we have left, because I know you have to go. 
Um, I would encourage everyone to read License to Lie and to start a movement to support bipartisan criminal justice reform of the entire system, from grand jury to jury instructions and uh, holding everyone accountable, as you said, some sort of um, just revamping of the whole system, how we treat people in prison, who is put in prison and for what. Mm-hmm. People who stay more than six years can hardly ever get back into the community effectively. We just need to rethink it from top to bottom, and now is an excellent time to do that. Yes, and and uh, one of the things that Americans uh, don't understand, and you talk about in your book, is, and I want to make sure I quote it right, that you can actually be, you can actually be charged, prosecuted, and convicted, convicted for something other than a crime. Yes. And read Judge Rakoff's article on why the innocent plead guilty. Yeah, it's a really scary place we're at with our justice system. We do need justice reform in this country, but not in the form of what the left really wants and what they keep arguing for, which is the courts to be used to push political purposes and agenda and punish people that they don't like. Uh, When we come back from the break, um, I'm actually going to, I wish I could keep you over for this, but the IRS just had to admit that they, in, in a settlement, Jeff Sessions announced a settlement because they had to admit that they had targeted 430-something conservative groups uh, specifically because for their political beliefs. And, and Mr. my IRS people that ought to be prosecuted for, for that, not the least of whom is Lois Lerner. Absolutely. And, you know, but, but it's not happening. And meanwhile, we've got Trey Gowdy, who seems to, to think that his idea of oversight is just to sit back and watch it happen. And then when it's done, he'll issue some statement of complaint. I mean, it's absolutely, it, it's insane. Should he, I think I've got 30 seconds left with you. Yeah, and I'll make it quick, a yes or no. Should he fire uh, Mueller and or uh, Sessions, President Trump? No. No. You don't think so? Not yet. We have to wait and see what else happens. All right. Well, we will wait and see, and hopefully you'll be back to help us figure it all out. Sidney Powell. Hope so, too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Well, stay tuned because we are going to pick it up on the other side and talk a little bit about some other collusion in terms of attempts to overturn an election or influence an election. We got that. We got some more crazy yeah, it's, Holly, it's Halloween, so we got to talk crazy coming out of Hollywood. How's that for a segue? Anyway, don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. So happy to be here with you guys on Halloween. Once the show's over, though, I'm going to be chowing down on this cinnamon roll here. I got, it's bigger than the size of my head. That's okay. I'm up to the challenge. Looks like your old headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still trying to get used to these little earbuds that my boy DJ Carrot sticks. By the way, if you see somebody named Todd James piping in on the Facebook live feed, that happens to be DJ Carrot sticks. And I got to say hi to everybody out there. Lots of great comments today. Uh, Rob is saying maybe, um, uh, well, this is a sweet, oh, I started to read it uh, before realizing it's a wonderful compliment to me. I might read it anyway. Uh, Rob says maybe Sean Hannity might be able to pull some strings for you. Would love to see a show on Sirius XM on Patriot. I would love that too. Thank you so much, uh, Jonathan Patrick. Hey, take Jonathan. What's that? Did you have to take me with you? Yeah, of course I would. Jonathan says, speaking of scary books, yes, Jonathan um, is a great author, wrote a wonderful book called Checkmate. I have not, Jonathan, gotten into the second edition, but I plan to this weekend. I'm actually going to be taking a few days off next week from media. And my buddy Rod Hatley is going to be here filling in for me next week. Tomorrow they announce the big tax reform, and supposedly it is actual real reform, not just um, a one shot. I kind of thought, you know what, the way things went down with Obamacare, I thought there's no way they're going to get actual reform done. Just do a cut for corporate tax rate to help jumpstart the economy. We've already got records on our, um, oh, sorry, I'm distracted. Somebody just came into the studio looking, dressed like a witch. Um, uh, I, you know, we've already sure got, it's not Hillary. <laughs> but I'm, um, no, this, this woman's too attractive and she, this woman's like, looks like she's a size four, um, which is just one of Hillary's, Hillary's legs. Um, but we've already got 3% growth for the first time in how many years we've got record stock. I think the stock market has hit 40 record highs since president Trump took office. So I was like, look, if you're going to Obamacare, the situation again, cause you, you can't get anything done because we've got too many stinking rhinos, then just cut the corporate tax rate. But no, it looks like there's going to be actual real reform. Um, a lot of it, there's so much of it has been rumor. But I was really kind of, I was relieved to hear Grover Norquist this morning say, no, it will be reform if everybody should experience a tax cut. Uh, if not, um, they're overly focused in one area. Uh, we'll see. I don't like that Susan Collins is saying um, that she does not want uh, the estate tax or the death tax to go away. For any conserv- so-called Republican, are you kidding me, lady? When somebody is taxed for dying, that's money that's already been taxed. You know, the Republican, one of the things that the Republicans have done, and then I hear other Republicans saying that, uh, well, we can't have any tax cuts for the wealthy. The Republicans lost the argument on taxes many years ago when they allowed the discussion to be about having to justify why you should be able to keep your own money. And when, and when you're arguing to take money from people, families that inherited money simply that had already been taxed, and multiple times, by the way, you really need to be honest and Arlen Specter yourself over the Dem- to the Democrat Party. 
But tax reform is going to come out tomorrow, and next week Rod Hatley is going to be here. He is an estate uh, business tax estate planning attorney. He and Al Arias will be here to break it all down and kind of really see what what this real deal is all about. Um, uh, getting back to a couple other comments here. Oh, Doug Kaiser says uh, 53 highs on the stock market. Hi, David Morales. Hi, Tracy Belt. Yeah, double taxation is exactly what it is. Um, Kim Paulson says, people who don't pay taxes should not get a refund. That's true. We have got um, fifty per, almost 50% or 40-something percent of the country that pay no, no income taxes whatsoever. And even worse, they actually get money back through, I think, um, either the earned income tax credit or, or what have you. So we have uh, the 20% of the country paying the lion's share of the taxes. And there is there's no way that anybody can convince me. I mean, it's it's stupid for the left to continue. And people are buying it, though. They're buying the notion that taking money from American citizens to give it to a government that doesn't make anything, doesn't manufacture anything, except wasting money on special prosecutions, that, that that's somehow going to jumpstart the economy. But speaking of wasting money and uh, government collusion... While the sharks on the left are all looking at this Mueller, these Mueller indictments and feeding on the false narrative, the lie of Trump collusion with Russia and that Mueller is actually going to uncover on a bit, uh, we now finally have an admission from the IRS. Remember when Obama said there wasn't even a whiff, a scandal coming out of the, uh, the Obama administration and the IRS? The stench of corruption in his administration is worse than a tuna salad sandwich left in a glove compartment in New Orleans in August. The IRS has been forced to commit, and nobody's, nobody's calling him out to the, on the carpet for it for his blatant lies. They were forced to admit that 430 Tea Party groups were treated as, as one of the, the Tea Party groups came and spoke before Congress. She said the jackboot of tyranny stomped on her neck. And this was done not to just to punish people for their political views, but it was done to influence an election because Obama and Lois Lerner and all of all of them in cahoots. And I think there was somebody else. It might have been Koskinen from the IRS who visited the White House like 300 times. He was there practically daily. This was all meant to silence these organizations from getting a message out and influencing the election. This is election interference and election tampering using the most powerful agency we have in this country. The IRS is the only agency that has the power to to declare you guilty first, seize your personal property and all of your assets until you prove yourself innocent. That's the agency that was weaponized against Americans. And not only was nobody held accountable, like Lois Lerner, she's still, she's still lounging somewhere on a beach in the Caribbean on a pension. Koskinen is still the head of the IRS. Oh, he's going to be replaced soon. That, you know, that's a black spot on my man Trump because that dude should have already already been tossed out on the street there it's it's on um, the i the settlement according to jeff sessions is generous well who's paying for that we taxpayers are you know who should be paying for it is president obama lois lerner anybody involved not only should their they should be prosecuted their pension should be revoked and they should have to be paying some penalties we don't have justice in this country when we have elected officials weaponizing our government against people, and then when they're busted for it, the very people that were victimized got to pay for it. I mean, we're just off the rails in this country. That's how that's how bad it goes. And you know, the, and again, we I did not hear one peep out of the, any Republicans 
about this. They're not talking about it. And they're not going to the microphones and saying, see, see the corruption that went on in the Obama administration and how they used the IRS. We need some tax reform. All right. We need to get, to get it down to three, three uh, percentage points. And every American should have to pay some income taxes. If you're generating a dime, you should have to pay, pay some income taxes on it. Then you'd have, you'd have a lot fewer people jumping on board of the entitlement bandwagon. And we need to get rid of the IRS just for this, this purpose alone their ability to be weaponized against us. And I, you know, one of the things I wish I had asked Sidney Powell is the FBI wasn't always under the Department of Justice, and I think it should be, they should be separated because it's too much of, of a little, you know, um, Sigma Nu and, um, you know, Delta Tau Delta fraternities together colluding uh, to weaponize against um, the political opponents. Um. So we'll see about, I'm, I'm looking to see if I've got an actual dollar figure. No, there wasn't a dollar figure uh, that was released. But, uh, but another thing to mention on the IRS, though, in terms of prosecutions, it's not just on the crime that they committed against Americans, but what about the cover-up? I mean, the, uh, it was like straight out of Hillary's playbook in terms of lost, deleted emails, lost files, uh, destroyed hard drives. I mean, did they use the same band of people to, de- to destroy all the evidence? I mean, did they get a twofer? I mean, I'm hoping since all this is on the taxpayer's dime, maybe they used a Groupon to destroy the evidence. I mean, I'm, maybe I might at least feel a little bit better about it. Speaking of feeling good, let's talk about something feel good today. Are y'all feeling good about the World Series? I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, baseball ain't my thing, babies. NFL was always my thing. I don't miss it. I had to give it up. It was tough at first. I was like a cigarette smoker having to give up the ciggies when I had to give up my NFL. Um, I mean, I was obsessed. Like, I started every day with ESPN. I, you know, watched every game. I watched all the highlights of, of football. I watched Turning Point. I think I've told you all this before. I was addicted. Never got into baseball. It just ain't my thing. But I got to tell you, I might tune in tonight, and I'm rooting for Houston babies. It's been a really exciting series. Uh, there's been three records so far. The shortest game in World Series, the longest game in postseason, and the hottest game in the postseason. Okay, what was the shortest game? Because to me, any baseball game is, is long. This year? Yeah, it was uh, game one or two. That's because it was like 900 degrees. I think so, yeah. They, <laughs> they were like, can we over. just get this over with? You know, you know, you, we've talked about the kneeling in the NFL, and it's like, nice to see in baseball, okay, it's don't have that distraction, and it's more of you know, America's pastime, more patriotic. Yeah. But they've been airing, Fox have been airing this commercial, every single commercial break, with this guy, Tom Steyer, oh. Oh, who wants to God. impeach Trump. Yeah. I was up in L.A. the first couple of games, and, and um, last week I was there for a few days. And I thought maybe it was just in L.A. because they're crazy liberals up in L.A. Now I'm starting to see it down here, too, in San Diego. And the thing is, is it is nothing but lies. Nothing but lies that this man is spewing. And he's looking right at the camera, and he just sounds so sincere. And, you know, it really makes me want to throw a rock at the TV. Because, you know, if you if you if you want to make it if you want to express an opinion and say, you know what, I want Trump impeached because I don't like him. Fine. Then I'd be like, cool. But, but the lies that that man is spewing. There's there's here we are. It's been what a year and a half. And, I, and I've got to um, I've got to call Sydney out for something. She said we don't know if the dossier was used um, to spy on President Trump. It absolutely was. The Daily Caller has put out a timeline of the dossier, when it started, who started, who did what and when, and it's really clear if the Daily Caller is correct, it is, and, and they have not been wrong yet, it is absolutely clear 
uh, that it was used. This was, I've been asking for a long time, what was the probable cause to allow a sitting Democrat president to spy on, to launch an investigation spying on the opposition party candidate and his entire family and associates? And now we find out that it was a fake dossier, you know, lovely French word, um, which is nothing more than a defamation file. And it was paid for by the DNC, by Obama, by Hillary Clinton. And oh, by the way, um, there, if um, that's kind of some money laundering right there, you don't want to talk about charges against Manafort for money laundering. Um, that's money laundering right there. As Trey Gowdy said, you don't have to be an election finance campaign finance expert to know that the idea of transparency is not that you funnel all your campaign money through a law firm and then they get to go high whoever they want and then you claim you didn't know anything about it, okay? Um, but according to the Daily Caller's timeline, um, it was absolutely... Um, I, it was, well, let's see, it was in, um, September, the FBI obtained the, and according to the Daily Caller, the FBI obtained, obtained a surveillance warrant from a judge on the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court on, um, the application for the warrant reportedly cited the dossier as evidence. In August, even backing up further, then CIA Director John Brennan briefs, then, um, Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid, um, and indicated, um, and, and it was based upon the dossier. So, you know, it's clear that this was used. Um, back Going back into July, Chris Steele, June 20th, he writes his first memo, which it was all about the, the lies about prostitutes and actually going so far as to saying the Kremlin was back blackmailing him with evidence. Uh, uh, a week and a half later, Steele gave that research to the FBI. So this was absolutely this entire charade. It, and, and now that we know that it was fake and now that we know it was paid for, Mueller should have already resigned himself. The, in, this entire evidence was based upon falsehoods that, that were created by some, some foreigner just making up blatant lies, just making up crap. It's just crazy. All right. Well, um, but before we go to break, I, I got off my tangent on my World Series. Who's going to win tonight? Houston. Yeah, I'm for Houston. There's lots of Dodgers fans, you know, here in San Diego. Uh, I don't too know. Too many. Too Yeah, because, okay, by the way, FYI, we got a team here in San Diego called the Padres. I know they're kind of yeah. Yeah, no, stinky, but at least we got a team here. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got we got to talk about stinky and the stench coming out of Hollywood, which is only two, two, two hours away, but it's still stinky. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. You know, given the rules with Facebook Live, those tyrants of Facebook Live, I can't play some of my favorite tunes because they won't let me post the video. I would be playing a little Michael Jackson thriller and recreating some dance moves because when my niece got married, they had this dance captain and he taught us all some really cool like moves from the original thriller video yeah uh-huh yeah actually there is a video of me doing those moves but i'm not gonna let y'all see it i'm not gonna post it anywhere <laughs> Fine. no no anyway um speaking doing of zombie? Moves, what's that doing like kind of like the zombie moves well yeah i was doing all the moves the dance captain taught us all the moves out of that michael jackson video i do love to shake my groove thing i do like to wear it wear it out on the dance floor was a couple of flash mobs recently uh, that were doing thriller, like thriller flash mobs. There was one by like Horton Plaza Mall. Really? Yeah, and there was like a, Man, I a been big there. group. I would have been there. I would have rocked it out. Um, little fun fact here from Zell about Hallow- a Halloween fun fact. He says, on all Hallow's Eve, Christians in some parts of the world visit cemeteries to pray and place flowers and candles on the graves of their loved ones. Actually, that's why I went out to dinner last night. Went out and had Mexican food because some friends of mine wanted to go out for the Day of the Dead. And that was actually yesterday, I believe, wasn't it? On October 30th. At least that's what my friend said. And that is when they go to cemeteries. It could be tonight. I don't know. Maybe do us do a little Google search on that DJ Carrot Sticks. I don't know when the Day of the Dead was. Uh, no, Doug Kaiser, not the Monster Mash. Um, Google, Google that Michael Jackson thriller video, and then you'll see some moves um, that I did. Uh, speaking of moves... Uh, Big-named actor Kevin Spacey reportedly tried to put some moves on an underage 14-year-old, an actor named Anthony Rapp, uh, many years ago. Um, You know, uh, now Netflix is saying they're canceling Kevin Spacey's TV show on Netflix, very successful series called House of Cards. And you know what? Hollywood's House of Cards is crumbling, at least in terms of the, and I've talked about this now for weeks, they no longer, it's dead, Finney, you know, get out the thesaurus, whatever word you want to say for finished in whatever language. Hollywood is no longer any type of voice representing any of the identity groups for which they claim to care about. Because, you know, it, it's not, it's now, it's not just sexual abuse of women in an industry that has been um, a, guilty of ageism and sexism against women. It's now a blatant, rampant sexual abuse. 
Uh, Corey Feldman says that he is going to name names in regards of all the pedophiles that, that have raped and, and sexually abused children over the, over the years. And now it's also, um, I guess, a big part of the gay Hollywood, uh, the gay part of the Hollywood industry. In fact, um, Rosie O'Donnell she tweeted out yesterday, F you, Kevin. Like Harvey, we all knew about you. I hope more men come forward at Kevin Spacey. Rosie added, no one knew details like Harvey, but you knew both were creepy men with reps that said so. So I, I'm, I'm not sure what that last part meant. But basically, you know, I guess Kevin Spacey was the gay version of Harvey Weinstein has been running around doing this as well as other gay men in Hollywood for a while. And what's even disturbing is some of the defenses that have been coming forward for, for Kevin Spacey. There was an agent at the Atlas uh, Talent Agency in L.A. that came out and basically said, you know what, he was drunk. You know, this is, this is, this is more about him making bad choices with alcohol than it is about pedophilia. When, when, that, when you are actually defending, look, this isn't about him being gay. See, they're coming to defend him because he's gay. And no, you don't get a pass for pedophilia or for sexual assault on people because you're gay. That does not, you, that does not give you protected status because you are now, because the left considers you a protected class. You know, my friend Doc Porbin put out some, a, a great Facebook post in which he talked about how the different identity group, groups are using their victimhood, their false victimhood status, as as cover and excuse to commit crimes against others. Uh, he says that women are, uh, have claimed uh, being victims of uh, the, the feminist movement and claimed women have claimed to be victims, and therefore that justifies abortion and killing their, their children in the womb. Uh, now, I guess uh, the gay people uh, have been considered to be victimized in the past, so I guess that excuses Kevin Spacey and others to victimize children. I mean, it's it's disgusting, and it's got to stop. You know, if it's it, it just does. Um, but the good news coming out of Hollywood, a story of right beating might, is the fact that who knew that Sean Hannity, you know, that over the summer we've been reporting on box office slumps and. Uh, you know, the Hollywood's been having to do retreads of all these comic book series, which, oh, by the way, I've got family members of mine that, you know, that's their livelihood. So nothing against that. Um, but, you know, Hollywood, you know, has been acting as though, you know, it's just it's just too hard to make a good movie anymore. They've got to go to these big budget action or comic book stories because there's just no way to make a good character driven drama anymore. And you've got to have sex and you've got to have gore and you've got to have, you know, this and that. Well, here comes little Sean Hannity never done anything in the Hollywood business before, decides to make an independent movie starring what some people would consider a D-list or has been, Kevin Sorbo. He was in Hercules. Since then, I don't know what he's done. I had never seen or heard of his wife before, Sam Sorbo. I guess she actually was a radio a talk show gal and very successful one. She's beautiful, by the way. I'd never seen her before. I think she's gorgeous. And I guess they've got a son in there um, who did a great job as well. I saw him on Hannity, just a darling young man. I haven't seen the movie. I wanted to go see it this weekend. Um, and I really wasn't feeling well, so I really wasn't feeling up to go and seeing it. And I was bombed. I was thinking that I might not get to see it because a little a small independent movie like this with no big names, conservative message, faith-based message, it's going to be one and done, one weekend and they're out. Well, not so because his movie, um, it can get a little confusing with the terms of how they, they record things, but basically he was limited and blocked out of a lot of theaters he was only in 373 screens, only 14% of the screens, but his movie made millions of dollars. It was the number two movie 
per screen rating. So you take the dollar amount for the number of screens and his movie came in second. And that is absolutely phenomenal. And, and now it, compared to Suburbicon, based upon, you know, that failed, which was, you know, George Clooney and Matt Damon's movie that was in 2046 theaters, they got rejected. That, that movie barely made $3 million. I don't know what the budget was. $3 million in 2046 theaters. Hannity's movie made around $2 million in 373 theaters. And you know what it was? I think it's in, in spite of the fact that the, the reviews of this movie was that it wasn't very good. I think it's because it's not that Suburbicon was a bad movie as much as it is that Americans are rejecting the con coming out of Hollywood. You know, George Clooney and Matt Damon were thick as thieves with Harvey Weinstein and they had to go around um what they did i think one interview in which it was well we knew he was a bully that was matt damon and then george clooney was like well he i knew he bragged about affairs and you know i ha- i couldn't believe it because for me to believe that would mean i would have to believe some of the women in my life you know would have an affair with him so you know him trying to somehow think he was going to be so clever to take that moral high ground oh i couldn't believe it because then what would it mean for the women in my life oh, oh gack Remember when George Clooney and Matt Damon were attractive? It's been so long since they were attractive to me as human beings, let alone as men, that I don't even remember. There's a reason why Matt Damon and George Clooney are aging as bad as they are. Because you know what? I think eventually who you are on the inside starts showing up on the outside. And these are some really, you know, you look at George Clooney. By the way, I've got somebody that I follow closely on Facebook. Her name is Dagny. Uh, Reagan Taggart. She has done an amazing level of research tying George Clooney to John Podesta and all this crap that's going on. And he has canceled press junkets regarding Suburbicon. John, uh, Tony Podesta uh, resigned from the Podesta group. The Podesta group is now saying that they're going to change the name of that group. They're trying to distance themselves from the Podestas. Um, I, and Mueller has not you know, it doesn't make sense to me, nor to anybody else. Obviously, Mueller's a hack, and, and this is a, this is a witch hunt. But the Podesta group, who was Manafort doing all this stuff with? The Podesta group. Where is that mentioned? We do know, I, I, I didn't have enough time with Sydney. I was going to ask her about these four sealed indictments um, that, that are uh, on the docket. They're sealed. Um, it's probably, you know, um, it, it, I don't think it's anybody big, because obviously there's no there there. But it will be interesting to see maybe if there's enough blatant attacks on the Trump family, maybe if the other indictments involved Don Jr. for a meeting with a Russian attorney that, that ended up going nowhere, no money was exchanged hands and there was no there there. Maybe maybe if Mueller tries to indict Don Jr. or tries to indict Jared Kushner or any of those, maybe then we might actually see some people rise up to try to put an end to this to this madness, which is what it is. Um. Let's see. I'm put the question out there to you guys. It's almost time for my Hero of the Week and my Stink of the Week awards. And you know what? This is, a, you know, I could say the military again as my heroes. I mean, it's, you know, they are always, I mean, they're like the, you know, they're the given every week that our military is our heroes. Last week I made the, the four, I specifically named the four that gave up their lives, um, service to our country in, in Niger as my heroes of the week. The week before, it was this young boy who decided that he wanted to honor the, our police, and he did a donut drive, and he said it was his mission to, you know, to thank every police officer he could. But, you know, this week, I can't think of a hero. And you got any ideas, DJ Carrot Sticks? Have you heard of any amazing, like, hero stories? 
and don't say anybody anybody in the World Series because you know what athletes are not you know heroes to me they they used to be somebody to look up to now 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 you've got like that major league player who took a knee the first major league major league ball, uh, baseball player to take a knee ended up being arrested yeah <laughs> work out so well for him <laughs> like an unregistered gun or something but it's just it's just it's just so yummy that he decides to take a knee against the country the first major league baseball player to do so and he ends up getting arrested karma that's that that stuff out of baseball exactly i actually when i was filling in for joe messina i think it was last week or the week before i put it out there i was like why is it that major league baseball hasn't gotten sucked in to this political crap that's going on with the NFL and a lot of interesting theories for that. Do you have one carrot sticks? Do you have a theory on that? Well, I, I was reading something about in their contract, they actually have to stand that's in the, in, in their contract or something. And, but, uh, I'm not, too, I don't know. That's the NBA. I'm sorry. In the NBA, they have to stand for yeah. the anthem, but I'm not too sure why it is in baseball, why it's not, you know, why there's not more protesting players. You know what? I've, it, it, they're I'm, smarter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think the National Felon League, I think a lot of it has to do with you look at the the culture within the NFL and you look at who the players are. You know, this is the NFL is is the league that watched a video of a player beating his wife unconscious and dragging her out of an elevator and tried to hide it up and cover up for him. When you got that going on inside your culture, don't be taking any on, on, on any injustice. Shut up. Get away from me. Go away permanently. You're done. You mean nothing to me. Skedaddle. Um, looking out here at the comments from everybody, um, Xander Gibbs says, I put it out there to you guys. You guys are the smartest guys out there. Follow me on Twitter, by the way. I'm starting to spend a little bit more time on Twitter at Andrea K show. Xander says his Gordon Ramsay is his hero of the week. I'm not sure why would Gordon do maybe, maybe DJ carrot sticks can give me a little Gordon Google. A few people though were saying Hannity and you know what? I have to agree with that. Hannity. Let me tell you why um, I think I might go with Hannity because, and it's not just because he invested his own money, which is huge, to take on Hollywood and do a movie that bucks everything that Hollywood's about. It must have killed those movie theaters to have to air his movie. It must have killed, even though they were going to make money off of it, because in a sense they were taking a risk by putting those screens. They didn't know. Uh, but it must be killing everybody in Hollywood today that that movie did as well as it did because it's Hannity and also because it's it's a Christian Christ. I haven't seen it, but my understanding is that it is a Christian faith-based movie. It's everything that the left and Hollywood hate. They will defend Islam all day long that stones women for being raped that cuts off the genitals of little girls, that strings up gay people off of telephone poles, that, you know, um, has killed how many thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people along the world, across the world, in the name of religion, that, that is here to take us over from within and subjugate all of us. They will defend that to its death, but they hate anything related to Christianity. And Hannity took him on. He took. He made. A, he made a, a successful movie out of an independent film and some less than a-lister celebrities. God love him for that. While at the same time, how does he get it all done? While at the same time, continuing day after day after day to go up against 
the media establishment, including Fox News, because if you've watched and paid attention to what the transformation of Fox News, he's, I didn't watch Ingram Angle last night. I'm curious in the couple minutes I have left if you guys watched Ingram Angle and if you can give me a quick review. But I'm loving Hannity. Um, he's, he's a human being. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's got imperfections and flaws like all the rest of us do. I don't know him personally, but I do know people who know him. And he is supposedly the real deal. And this is a man uh, who's got enough money to where he doesn't need the aggravation. He really doesn't. You know, he could just pack it all in, go enjoy his, his children and his life, and he's continuing to fight for us. Uh, in terms of my stink of the week, it's got to be, it's got to be our justice system and where we're at in this country how the left has, like everything else they touch, what the left has done is they've corrupted it. They have, just like they've corrupted every department, they've managed to corrupt the Department of Defense and turn it into a political uh, unit. When we've got, instead of, you know, battle plans going on, it's teaching, you know, um, how not to offend a woman or what, I can't even remember what their kind of, what the latest social experiment is. Even though women shouldn't even, oh, transgender in, in, in the Department of Justice, or DOD, uh, to, you know, weaponizing the IRS. And now our Justice Department, where we've got courts, uh, just rogue dictators in, in robes, subverting the law of the land. And now this and what's going on where we've got our Justice Department and FBI covering up crimes while engaging in actions to politically assassinate the President of the United States and his family. It's just shocking. Anyway, let's keep this conversation rolling all week on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Mondays, I'm on One America and One America News. And I'm going to be on Newsmax uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at 2.15 um, uh, Eastern Time. Love you all. Have a great night. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. And thank you, Sydney Powell, for being here. Bye.